Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. My dad, the policeman. That's Sherry's story. Was she afraid for her dad? Well, she grew up in the USA, so even more reason to be afraid. Sherry shares her story of her dad, the cop. Well, I don't ever remember being afraid when he went out to work. I just sort of understood what he did. And he did have guns, you know, that he had to wear. He used to actually wear three guns. He had one strapped on his ankle, one on his hip, and then he had a shoulder holster as well. Uh, I know. (laughs) Um, I never touched the guns or was even curious about them. Really? Um, No, not at all. I'm not sure. I guess I just knew that my dad was keeping us safe and I never really thought twice about it. I wasn't ever curious about them. I never wanted to, you know, I didn't ask questions about them or what they did. How young were you? I'd have to say quite young. I'd say I probably remember back to about four, maybe. Yeah, four years old. Don't things like that really impact on us so deeply? Well, they certainly do. And I remember one specific night that really, really did scare me. But my mother handled it so beautifully that I think I just went back to sleep and forgot about the whole thing. But um, my father came home late one night and I lived in a small apartment. We didn't have a lot of money and we lived in a small two-bedroom apartment where the only bathroom in the house, you had to go through our bedroom. My sister and I, we had a shared a bedroom with bunk beds. So to get to the family bathroom, you had to go through our bedroom. And I remember waking up one night because my mother and father were in the bathroom and my mother was washing some of my father's clothes in the tub, (laughs) in the bathtub. Right. Yes. And they had blood all over them. Wow. And so, and I was quite young. Uh, I don't even know that I was in primary school, so I might have been five, four years old. I said, is daddy okay? Is he all right? Is everything okay? And she said, yes, yes, honey. We just have to clean some things, but everything's fine. Just go back to bed. (laughs) And I went back to bed. But as it turned out, my father had had to settle a domestic dispute. And to do that, he had to use his billy club. He had a billy club that he carried on his side. And what's that, like a a truncheon? Yes. The English truncheon. And he actually did have to hit. Uh, the man that was involved in the altercation um, with the woman. So it was it was horrible, but honestly, the way it was handled was just kind of matter-of-factly, and yes, Daddy's fine, we have to clean some things, but you can go back to bed, you're safe, everything's okay. It was fairly, you know, impressive for me, and I still remember it quite, I remember the colors <laughs> very vividly. I remember the shirt and the pants in the tub, soaking and the water being reddish and very scary. Was that from his own injury or from the other? No, I believe it was from the other. It was from the other party. Were there any times when he was really like close to the line? No. So my father, I mean, it's an interesting question because my father worked in an area uh, that was on the east side of Buffalo, which was a predominantly lower income families area. And um, the housing is something that we used to refer to as the projects. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so like you in might Brooklyn. See this kind of a, yeah, you might see this kind of in movies, uh, uh, particularly sort of um, ethnic areas where there were like a lot of African-American families. And this is not to say that that's why there was more violence, but it was just the projects. My dad was a police cop on the beat in the projects. <laughs> So a lot of his um, issues tended to be either domestic violence or drug-related things or just kind of petty crime in the neighborhood. 
Yeah. But I wouldn't say he was like kind of on the front line of having to wield his gun, you know, 10 times a day. In fact, I don't ever remember hearing a story where my dad had to shoot someone. I never, ever heard that. But, you know, watching cops on TV all the time, that sounds like the front line that he was on anyway. Well, you know, true, true. <laughs> and so you were never afraid. Isn't that interesting? I would have been no. horrified and and really... Well, you know, I guess, I guess part of the reason I wasn't afraid was, number one, just because there was a really different side to my father, which is the musical side. My father is where I get all my music from. My father was a jazz guitar player. Right. <laughs> and so my time with my dad was usually spent sitting with him at the kitchen table when he came home from work and he's sitting there with his guitar and we're singing songs like Bet You By Golly Wow <laughs> by the stylistic or um, This Masquerade by George Benson or something like that. So we had this beautiful kind of musical, spiritual connection between the two of us and that far outweighed any horribleness that we might have experienced from his work life. Was he working um, all different hours? Did you ever feel like you had an absent father? Um, so definitely. And I had an absent father for a number of reasons, not just because he worked as a police officer and he had a jazz band that played at nighttime, obviously in nightclubs and pubs and things like that. Um, but also my father and mother were separated when I was quite young. So right. I think when I was 10 years old, was when my father and mom actually separated for life. And after that period of time, I really didn't see him that much at all. So, yes, he was in and out in that he worked very strange hours. <laughs> but, yes, he was also in and out then after my mom and dad separated. How did that affect you? Oh, horribly. <laughs> horribly, horribly. What did you go through? Well, what I can tell you is that my dad and I had such a deep connection because of the musicality and just because of his spirituality. Um, you know, my faith and my beliefs definitely come from my father. And even though my mom and dad were no longer together, and while things may have been difficult and challenging between the two of them, I always loved my father so deeply. <laughs> um, we He used to write me letters and you know, every there was such a godliness about him. And of course, I'm probably putting him on a pedestal because if you asked my mother these questions, <laughs> she would have a very different point of view. Yeah, right. But because the music in me is so much from him, I just have such warm, fond memories of him. And now he passed away in 2005. But oh. here we are, you know, 11 years later, I live and breathe his soul because of the music that's within me. Do you know what? That is just a wonderful testimony of a father who loved his daughter. Mm, it is. I mean, despite the miles and the distance that we did have over the years, yeah. I know I was always on his mind and um, his thoughts of me and even towards my mother were never filled with animosity and never... Um, with, you know, resentment, anything like that. He always had a good heart and was loved by a lot of people, um, despite the difficulties that he and my mom had and the challenges that they had raising us. And, you know, interesting, you haven't asked me this, but I come from an interracial family as yeah. well. My father was African-American and Native American. My mother was Caucasian. And that in and of itself in the 1960s and 70s, you can imagine, uh. was uh, made things complicated. <laughs> That's Sherry's story, My Dad the Policeman. If you have a story to share, then let us know. Email us from our website, salvos.org.au forward slash radio. Light and life from the Salvos.